Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. The following episode was recorded in 2021. Let's jump in. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to uh, Daily Prayer, the Daily Podcast. Glad to have you on. Glad that we can do this together. Our hearts go out with the, the folks in Afghanistan today. Just praying for those, uh, the whole the whole country, uh, but particularly our brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, who um, who are uh, fearful for their lives right now. And so the Taliban um, is an enemy of anything uh, that is not radical Islam. And so um, uh, the real. Uh, a real dire situation some of the uh some of the reports of house church pastors and church leaders and just believers in uh, in afghanistan is uh, is heart-wrenching it really is uh, as they uh as they hide out try to uh, survive another day and um man so uh, so we want to pray for them um for sure as we wrap up today and to keep them on our hearts and minds and uh, just pray God's protection and grace and mercy. Um, it's hard to, it's hard to get the images out of your mind of, of those folks um, um, desperately clinging to those military aircraft as they were leaving Kabul. So anyway, very, very, uh, very uh, weighty and dire situation. So, uh, We'll need to be praying for them. Uh, but for our purposes today, we are in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And um, very interesting passage, very confusing passage. Uh, as we've talked about before, a lot of times, you know, we're trying to figure out, we only hear one side of the argument, right? We only hear Paul addressing issues. We don't, so we try to piece together what the actual issue was. So, uh, so there's some... Uh, so there's, there's some un, it's unclear exactly what the precise issue in Corinth was. But what what I would like to say right now, for the next several chapters, we're going to enter a chapter in uh, in First Corinthians that deals with worship, specifically worship, um, what is proper um, in worship. And so this isn't just talking about in the community. This is not talking about in even in the home. Uh, this is talking about um Christian worship, and he's going to deal over the next three chapters from 11, actually four chapters through 14, um, with um, three three major issues. One, which we'll talk about today in chapter 11, is presumably there's an issue related to head coverings with women who are praying and prophesying in church. Um, number two, he's going to deal with abuses of the poor when it comes to the Lord's Supper. Um, so there seems to be some abuse um, of the poor when it comes to have the Lord's Supper. And third, he'll talk about um, the appropriate use and misuse of spiritual gifts in worship. That'll be later on in chapter 14. 
and uh, 13 and 14. And so the issue that we're going to jump right into here in chapter 11 is an issue related to uh, women who are prophesying in church, praying and prophesying. And apparently it's related to proper decorum, proper um, etiquette in worship, order. Um, and so don't miss the uh, don't miss the forest for the trees here. And that is that Paul does not condemn anywhere in first Corinthians the the uh, women prophesying and praying in church. He doesn't condemn it. What he's con what he's addressing is apparently something a way in which this is happening that uh, is concerning and that it br may bring shame upon the community. Um. So it's it's not that the prophesying is wrong or the praying is wrong or that women women are praying or prophesying in church. So again, a conversation about women in leadership and in preaching ministry and and uh, teaching ministry in the church. Again, right here in chapter eleven, that's exactly what they're doing. Paul doesn't condemn that. He raises a concern about the way in which it's transpiring. Um, and so we'll see that a little bit. Um, the custom was that women would cover. Uh, their their cells. Now, I don't think about the uh, the full, uh, you know, burqa with just the eyes being sh not not that not that, uh, but it was proper to cover a veil when they were praying, um, and so it's a it's a custom, and it was a sign of um, just modesty. And so, again, it's a, it's a this is an honor shame culture where honor is really big and shame. No one wants to bring shame upon their people and upon the community and upon their loved ones. And so um, Paul is talking about an honor shame issue here. And so it's interesting. It's interesting. Uh, perhaps there were some who, and he's going to use a couple of different arguments uh, to, to support this, uh, his, his reaffirmation that uh, in, in Corinth, the ladies should cover their heads when they're praying and prophesying out of, um, out of honor. Um, not, not that it's sinful or unsinful, but honor to bring honor. So it won't distract. And so he'll use an, uh, he'll use an argument from honor and shame and he'll use an argument from creation to make his point about that. So so let's see what it says. Let's dive into it. Let's just go neck deep. Let's go. Let's go hairline deep. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Glad you're here this morning. Glad you're on the podcast. Thanks for sharing it. Thanks for getting others to um, to be a part of this journey of reading the word each day. It helps us. So we read, we pray, we change the world. We're going to we're going to read right now. Let's do it. All right. Verse 11, um, 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 follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. I praise you for remembering me in everything, verse 2, and for holding to the traditions just as I pass them on to you. Now, there's a little bit of sarcasm. A lot of people think this is a little bit of sarcasm because we know from the previous words to uh, the Corinthians from Paul, they weren't doing any, very little. He told them to do what they doing. So, so here he's been a little tongue in cheek, a little sarcastic. Thank you for doing everything I told you to do, just as I passed them on to you. Verse three. But I want you to realize that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of every woman is man, 
and the head of Christ is God. Okay, so here's an argument from um, from creation, the source. He's talking, you know, the biblical source, right? The, the story of Genesis that God created man and then from the man created woman. He created them in his own image. So he's talking the order of creation here, the source. He's not talking about authority or necessarily, certainly not um, uh, importance. He's talking about source. So the, the, the source of every man is Christ. The source of every woman is a man and the head of every uh, the head of Christ is God. Every man who prays or prophesies with his head covers covered dishonors his head. So in that culture, the men were not covered, right? So if a man prays or prophesies with his head covered, he dishonors his head. Who's his head? Christ. It's honor shame. We don't want to bring dishonor upon Jesus. We're going to apply this to our to ourselves, right? Got to, I mean, there's a lot of cultural gap here. A lot of cultural gap. Um, some believe that part of the problem in Corinth was that the because of this teaching that we are all one in Christ, that male and there's no uh, Jew nor Jew, uh, no Jew nor Gentile, male or female. We're all in one in Christ. It's believed that the Corinthians took that to the extreme, and so that the women and the men, uh, in this case particularly, the women are being pointed out um, as they blurred the lines between men and women. They blurred the lines that they were, they were they just because there's no male or female. It, we, we're going to see this this kind of unisex ap, uh, appearance, <laughs> and Paul's Paul's reaffirming uh, the two sexes. Male and female. That's biblical, by the way. In case you're wondering, the Bible teaches there are two sexes. Male and female. That's not popular today. It's not popular today. My daughter took a class at USF and the professor was trying to tell her there was like, I don't know, dozens and dozens of genders. I'm like, no, there's not. There's two. Male and female. Anyway, anyway, but anyway, um, mo moving on. But everyone who prays or prophesies with her head covered dishonors her head. Um, that is the man. It is the same as having her head shaved. For if a woman does not cover her head, she might as well have her hair cut off. But if it, it is a disgrace for a woman to have her hair cut off or her head shaved, then she should cover her head. Again, he's he's saying it's dishonoring. Um, and again, what's the as Paul has argued over and over and over, what's the highest calling to bring glory and honor to Jesus, to become all things to all people so that by all possible means, some might be saved. So. If if something is happening in the worship assembly, that is is that is perceived by the culture and perceived by perceived by seekers and those who truly want to encounter God as shameful and dishonoring. It 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 taints the witness of Jesus. That's Paul's concern. So in each and every culture, in each and every moment of time in the church, we have to ask that question: Are we conducting our in ourselves in a way that brings honor and not shame to Jesus? That's Paul's concern. Hey, everybody, welcome. Morning, Neil. Welcome, guy. Verse 7. 
A man ought not cover his head since he is the image and glory of God, but a woman is the glory of man. Again, he's talking about creation. For man did not come from woman, but woman from man. Neither was man created for woman, but woman for man. I know <laughs> I know there's some ladies right now like, I, I am not listening to that this morning. You, you are not going to put, you are not going to read that this morning. <laughs> Listen, 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 Linda, listen. Okay, this isn't about priority. It's not about, it's not even about authority. Paul is just restating the order of creation here. Just relax, <laughs> relax, drink your coffee. Just sit back, sit back, take a deep breath. I know your pulse is racing right now. You're getting all sweaty. Just take a breath. Paul is simply restating the order of creation. That's all he's doing. He saw he doing. Easy, Linda, easy. All right. <clears throat> um, um, bum, 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 bum. Verse 11. Oh, verse 10. It is for this reason that a woman ought to have authority over her own head because of the angels. Strange. We don't know. I don't know exactly know what that means. But it's part of that cultural understanding. Nevertheless, in the Lord, in the Lord, when woman is not dependent, independent of the man, nor is man independent of the woman, it matters. Sometimes we, we do, we say, oh, I don't care what they think. Well, you should. I'm not independent of the women in the congregation. The women aren't independent of the men. We're a family, so we should care what each other are thinking and how it's affecting the others, not just ourselves. You know, we have that conversation from time to time about what's proper in worship. We have to, you know, and sometimes those are awkward conversations. Um, and it depends a lot on where you are, right? Even in different cultural contexts, you know, what what is what is uh, feels appropriate at a worship service at the beach is not going to feel appropriate at a worship service in Cincinnati. <laughs> So you have to be you have to be a discerner and a exegeter of culture as well. Uh, verse thirteen. Uh, well, latter part of verse twelve. For as a as woman came from man, so also man is born of woman. There you go, ladies. You say y'all y'all ain't even here if it ain't for us. <laughs> go ahead, ladies. Just breathe that in. Y'all ain't even here if it ain't for us. Yo. No part of you is here. Your grimy hair ain't here. Your face ain't here. Your body ain't nothing. You ain't here without the woman. But everything is from God. Remember that. <laughs> Just for yourselves. Is it proper for a woman to pray to God with her head uncovered? Does not the very nature of things teach you that if a man has long hair, it is a disgrace to him. But that if a woman has long hair, it is her glory. For long hair is given to her as a covering. If anyone wants to be contentious about this, we have no other practice, nor do the churches of God. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, um, Paul's saying, look, I'm just telling you what every, every, what's happening in every church around here. There's, there's pro, uh, propriety and appropriateness in worship. 
Um, and women are free to pre preach and prophesy. There's no hindrance to that. But uh, both men and women, we need to think about how we're doing that. So that it doesn't bring shame on the glory of God. Um, and uh, yeah. Verse 17. In the following directives, I have no praise for you. <laughs> oh, man. Paul just, Paul just, Paul just laid it out right there, right? Look, I'm going to tell you, ain't nothing, I can't say nothing good about what, about y'all on this. I'm not even going to pretend. I'm not even I'm not even gonna candy coat this. Y'all are horrible at this. <laughs> and the following directives, I have no praise for you. I can't say a single good thing about it. <laughs> your your love feasts are a debacle. <laughs> so so what they would have, you know, in pagan uh, love feasts, they would all get together. They bring their, you know, they'd all get together, and it was and, and when in in paganism, it was total debauchery. It's total debauchery. They all bring their, their food and they feast and indulge and get drunk and get wasted and indulge in every sinful behavior you could imagine. And Paul says, you guys are mimicking the culture here. It's the Lord's Supper. It's the, it's the Passover. It's the Lord's Supper. Clean yourself up. He said, I can't say a single good thing about what's happening right now. He said, I can't even bring my kids to communion. I can't, I can't even bring the children to communion in Corinth. It's out of control, people. Kids, y'all got to go to the nursery. Y'all got to go to the nursery because we're about to have communion. And I, this ain't fit for no child to see. Just go go, go to the nursery. <laughs> okay. All right. Paul says, in the following directions, I have no praise for you. For your meetings do more harm than good. Shame, man. You're not doing it right. In the first place, I hear that when you come together as a church, there are divisions among you. So you come together, y'all mad at each other. You don't have the same heart. You got, I'm, I'm with the Apollos group. I'm with the Paul group. I'm with the Cephas group. Oh, not us. We the Jesus group. We the Jesus group. We the one, we superior to everybody. We the Jesus group. So when you come together, there's division among you. And to some extent, I believe it. No doubt there have, there have to be differences among you to show which of you have God's approval. Ooh, that's sarcasm right there, man. That's sarcasm. You say, oh, yeah, well, you got to be different so that everyone knows that you're you're the most awesome. I mean, heaven forbid that you just be a regular old Christian. <laughs> I'm just a regular old Christian. That's all I am. I'm just a regular old Jesus follower. That's all. No, I'm a Baptist. No, I'm a Pentecostal. No, I'm a Church of God. -er. No, I'm a... Lutheran. I'm non de non-denom. I'm just plain old Christian. I'm just, I'm just a plain old Jesus follower. <laughs> Verse 20. So then when you come together, it's not the Lord's Supper you eat. For when you are eating, some of you go on with your own private suppers. Man, you just pigging out in there. As a result, one person remains hungry, another, another gets drunk. Don't you have homes to eat and drink in? Or do you despise the church of God? You're humiliating, again, honor and shame. You're humiliating those who have nothing. So people who come in don't have anything. You just you just indulge in around them and, and, and they you're humiliating them. You're not you're not aware of the people that are around you that have less, that lack. 
remember the Lord, the uh, the Lord's Supper was an entire meal. It wasn't just a little wafer. <laughs> Nobody gonna get full on that. That little wafer, it gets stuck on the roof of your mouth, and you need then you talk funny. You ever try to pray after that wafer gets stuck on top of your mouth? It ain't fun, people. This is this is a, this is a preacher problem right here. Dear Jesus, thank you for this Lord's Supper, sir. Yeah, it ain't easy. It ain't easy, people. You get to, you gotta learn. You gotta learn to talk without the your tongue hitting the t- roof of your mouth. Dear Jesus, thank you for this food. Thank you for uh, the supper, Lord Jesus. Yeah, you're gonna be checking me out next time. Like, oh, he's gonna be like, oh, the wafer stuck to the top of his mouth. I can tell. <laughs> but in the in the first century, it was a meal. You had <laughs> it was. I think it's I think it's paper. Honestly, I'll tell you the truth. I think it's I think that thing is is uh, um, a little bit a little bit of cardboard. That's what I think it is. So, but anyway, but anyways, um, for I perceived that from the Lord, verse twenty three. For I perceived from the Lord, but I also passed on to you. Now this is interesting. This is already the the tradition of communion is being passed on. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it. This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. It's almost that's what we that's what we talk about, right? That's what we talk about. When we talk about the Lord's Supper. So then whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of Christ. So we, you know, if, if, you, if you're if you're coming to this love feast, Paul's saying, you're coming to this, this meal, this, this, this a celebratory meal, this Thanksgiving meal, and you aren't doing it in the right reason, your heart's not in it, you're not doing it in remembrance of Jesus, then you're doing it for the wrong reason. And you're basically... You're going to reap guilt on yourself, right? You will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of Jesus. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat the bread and drink the cup. You know, we adopt that in some degree. You know, we say we should, you should examine yourself before you receive communion. You know, really, and by examining, you know, obviously confessing sin, but also taking in what that, those elements represent, the body and the blood of Jesus. Um, for those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment on themselves. So if you're if you're doing it and you're not discerning, you're not seeing, um, thinking, uh, reflecting on the body and the blood of Jesus, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Paul says, that's why some of y'all getting sick. I'm going to be telling you right now. I love this next part. Paul's like, I'll tell you right now why you're getting sick. You're getting sick because you're taking the Lord's Supper in the wrong way. <laughs> watch this. Watch this. That's why many of you are weak and sick. And a number of you have fallen asleep. They got no. He said, "Well, I don't know what y'all y'all doing at y'all love feast, but y'all ain't doing it right." Some of y'all, somebody got some, somebody got something there. Y'all all catching it, <laughs> and it's called a disregard for the uh, sacredness of the Lord's Supper, verse thirty-one. But if we were more discerning with regard to ourselves, we would not come under such judgment. Nevertheless, when we are judged in this way by the Lord, we are being disciplined so that we will not be finally condemned with the world. So, you know, not only in the, the communion instance of what's happening, getting sick, 
but also Paul's instructive words. This, these, he's, he's disciplining them. He's like, I know it's unpleasant, but if we learn from this discipline, it will keep us from being condemned as sinners. So listen up, <laughs> right? Verse 133. So then, my brothers and sisters, when you gather to eat, you should all eat together. Anyone who is hungry should eat something at home so that when you meet together, it may not result in judgment. So you're not, you know, you're not coming to the feast just to, you know, gobble up everything. And when I come, I will give further directions. And then tomorrow we'll be talking about spiritual gifts. The second, uh, the third of the three issues that Paul had to correct in this particular uh, list he's working off of. So, all right, you guys, welcome, welcome. Good, good conversation, good discussion, good, uh, good time together. Yeah, you know, the question of examining yourself. I think it's you know through prayer, right? Prayer, confession, um, meditating on the Word of God as you approach communion. I think those are ways we examine ourselves. We 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 lay our lay our our lives before the Lord, um, and receive those communion elements um, as a remembrance of the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. Yeah. All right, you guys. You know what we do? It's time to pray. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Lord, we admit there's so much we don't understand. There are so many things that are confusing to us and uh, puzzling to us in your word. Um, we don't we don't um, we don't pretend to understand it all perfectly. We don't understand. We don't we don't pretend to uh, to have um, infallible understanding. But we know your word is infallible. We know your word is perfect and your word is true. Um, but that doesn't mean our understanding is. And so, God, we need your help. We need the help of the Holy Spirit, not only to understand it, but to properly apply it. Uh, God, we pray uh, that our worship might be honoring to you. That first and foremost, Lord, we get from this passage, that our worship, Lord, we, we seek to bring honor to you and not shame and honor to others uh, and not humiliation. So, Lord, help us to be concerned and aware and... Um, appreciative of other people, uh, particularly those in the church of God, those in the body of Christ. Lord, I um, I pray for my friends today, whatever they're facing, whatever they are dealing with today, may you give them peace and grace. May you bless them in every way, uh, physically, emotionally, financially. Lord, may you just pour out great blessings upon them. Lord, our hearts are with our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan today as we see the images on the web and on TV of uh, just a fear uh, people who are afraid and people who are running literally for their lives. Um, God, we pray for protection. We pray for peace. We pray for your church, God. Um, Lord, thank you for their faithfulness. We we can't um, we can't imagine, Lord, facing that kind of persecution. Um, so, Lord, we pray that you would strengthen them and encourage them today. Oh, Lord, it's just. It's heartbreaking. But Lord, we know that you are great. You are greater, uh, that you are able to do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine. And I know you hear the prayers of the saints. Um, so God, um, would you move in a great and mighty way? Lord, would you perform miracles uh, that uh, uh, 
miracles, miracle, miracles of salvation and deliverance, miracles of, of, um, of freedom, of salvations. Um, Lord, we pray this all. I pray this all would happen um, in the power of your great name. Lord, we love you today. I pray for my friends. May they, you bless them today with a special measure of your grace and peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you, my friends. Thank you for joining us today. We do this every day. Well, Monday through Thursday, sometimes Friday on Facebook, on Instagram, on the podcast, Pastor Terry's Bible study podcast. Thanks for sharing it. Thanks for being a part of it. Uh, tomorrow we will move on over to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and see what the Lord has to say to us there. Thanks for being on today, guys. Hope you guys have a fantastic day. Love you guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.